0: Thanks for listening to the Grace Hill Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. For more information about Grace Hill, follow us on social media at GraceHill901 or visit GraceHill901.com. It doesn't matter, but have you ever found yourself in a situation where in your own power, you don't have the ability, you don't have the power to change the situation you found yourself in, um, but what you have to simply do in this situation is you just simply know, hey, I've got to endure. This is where I'm at. I've just simply got to endure the situation that I'm in. Uh, it could be the eight-hour-long car ride that you find yourself in on the way home from the beach with your tired, sunburnt, windburnt kids, and they're complaining and they're griping, and you know, hey, I can't change the situation. I've just got to endure. Or it could be that job that you just you can't stand it. You don't like it. You dread Monday. I mean, just five o'clock can't come soon enough. Uh, you, you have this situation, and yet. You got bills, and you got to go to the office every day, and you got to work, and you got to endure that complaining, gripey coworker. Um, You you may have found yourself in a spot that is a little, you know, tongue in cheek, or you may have found yourself in a spot that is, is serious. And it's a situation that you find yourself in where you feel like the walls are closing in, and you wish for everything in you, you wish the situation could change, but you know it can't. And for now, until the Lord intervenes, you're just going to have to endure it. Well, if you've ever found yourself in that type of spot, the good news for you is the psalmist found himself in the similar spot in Psalm 123. And what I want to do today is I want to give you three principles really quick. I want to give you three principles from Psalm 123 that I pray today will help you. I pray today will give you some hope. I pray today will give you a little bit of encouragement that when you find yourself in a situation, and it will happen, when you find yourself in a situation that you wish could change, but you know you're going to have to endure, what do you do in that moment? And so if you've got a Bible or if you want to go with, with me in your Bible app, uh, you can do that. We're going to be in Psalm 123 today. You can turn there and go. Uh, and, and here's the first principle. We're just going to jump right in, dive right in, just go for it this morning. The first principle is this, is that you have to keep lifting. Keep lifting. Listen to what the psalmist writes here in Psalm 123 verse 1. He says this, To you, I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. I want to read that one more time because we can fly by it if we're not careful. To you, I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. And in this moment, what is he doing? What is the psalmist saying when he says, to you I lift up my eyes? Well, one of the central themes of the Psalms of Ascent is this idea of remembering who the Lord is, not forgetting who he is, not forgetting what he's done, and not forgetting what he's going to continue to do and again and again and again. And and right here in Psalm 1, in the first verse of Psalm 123, the psalmist is reminding himself who he lifts his eyes up to. He lifts his eyes up to the one who is enthroned in the heavens. He's reminding himself not to focus on his situation. Not to, he's reminding himself not to focus on his present circumstances that he wished would change. And we're going to get there in just a minute. But what he's doing is he was reminding himself, just like the earlier Psalms that we've looked at, that his help comes from the one who's the maker of the heaven and earth. The one who is enthroned in the heavens. And he is reminding himself to lift up his eyes. You know, last year... Um, there was this really neat event that happened in our world. It was the the big eclipse. You guys remember the big eclipse that happened? And, and all day long, I mean, we had the glasses here. We were kept going outside and looking up and looking up and looking up. And, and you know, then when it finally happened, I don't know. At least where we were, it was a little melodramatic. I mean, I was expecting the end of the world. You know, maybe might happen when the eclipse actually took place. But but it was a little melodramatic when it actually happened. But I remember walking away. This is what I remember walking away. Spending. A good part of that mid-afternoon, looking up into the sky with these glasses on and looking at this eclipse, this, this event that had been talked about for weeks and months, I remember thinking to myself, man, I am, I am so small in this moment. I, I, I reminded myself that, that man, that, that sun up there is humongous and I'm just teeny tiny, and here the psalmist, what he's doing is he is, he's reminding himself of his place in this earth. He is reminding himself by saying, oh, you who are enthroned in the heavens, he's reminding himself that, hey, we have earthly thrones, we have earthly kings. But those thrones and those kings are temporary. The place that we have is temporary in this world. And he is reminding himself in this moment to keep lifting to keep lifting his eyes, to keep lifting his head, to keep lifting his soul, to keep lifting those troubles and those worries to the Lord, to the one that is in heaven, the one that is enthroned in the heavens. And so the challenge that I want to extend to you today from this first verse is this is that when these hard days come, and they will come, many of you have lived through them. Many of you are living through those hard days right now. You know why? Because I've talked to you about it. That when those hard days come, that you keep lifting your eyes to the one who is enthroned in the heavens. You keep lifting your eyes to the one who is seated in the heavenly realms, as Scripture tells us. You keep lifting your eyes and your head and your heart to the one who is the maker and the creator and the sustainer of the entire world. And I know it's hard. I understand it's hard. So oftentimes we want to focus on our current circumstances and we want to lift our eyes to the current problems that we have. But the psalmist here, who's facing an incredible situation, an incredible problem, He's saying, "No, no, no! We lift our eyes to the One who is enthroned." The second principle is this: that we get out of Psalm one twenty three is this principle. It's called. I just wrote it like this. It's just keep looking, keep looking, but it's a specific look. Listen to what the psalmist says. He said, "This, behold, as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so." our eyes look to the lord our god behold as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their master as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress so our eyes look to the lord our god this is an intense focus an intense gaze an intense concentration on the on the hand of the master Watching every move, trying to anticipate. This is an intense, nobody else is going to get my attention. Nobody else is going to distract me. My eyes and my head and my heart are focused on the master. Last week, I, I used my, my dogs as, a, as, a, as an illustration, and I want to go back to them just because they're, they're, animals are just good animals. They're, they're just such, you can draw so many great illustrations from them. And last night, uh, we went outside after you know, dinner and kind of cleaned up and everything. We took the dogs in the front yard, and we had you know tennis ball. and I mean, they're bouncing around, and they know what's coming, and they know what to expect. And if you've ever had, like we have labs and golden retrievers, what we have. And if, you, and if you've ever had one of those kind of dogs or anything that just loves to go after a ball, isn't it funny you can take that ball, and you can hold it, and you can just move it in your hands. And that dog's doing this. You know, and and I love taking it and kind of walking this way with it. And boy, they start to anticipate. Why? Because they're they're watching my shoulders. They're, They're watching where my head's looking. Because and I can literally, I can hold the ball this way, but I can turn my head this way. And the dogs will begin to follow my head. They're watching every movement of their master to try to anticipate where that ball is going. They are locked in, they are keenly focused. On what their master is doing is I'm holding that ball and I'm getting ready to launch it. And my dogs have gotten to the point now where they can tell by my body language. They can tell if I go like this that I'm going to throw it high. And so they start backing up, looking up. And they can tell that if I take my arm like this and go like this, boy, they make a beeline straight out. Because they know that ball's going straight out. It's not going up. And in a way, that's sort of what the psalmist is saying here. We, we focus in on the master. We focus in on the movements. We are watching and we are waiting to see what the master is going to do. He says it. He, listen, listen back to verse 2. Behold, as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the hand of the Lord our God. So keep looking. We we keep lifting our head. We keep lifting our eyes. We keep lifting our heart up to the one who is enthroned in heaven. But then we also keep looking. We're waiting. We're watching. We're anticipating. We're ready. And you know what's also interesting about what the psalmist says here? So many times I I can oftentimes think of prayer kind of like a magic potion. You know, God, I'm going to pray this, and then I expect you to do this. But it's interesting to me that the psalmist here uses two metaphors. He talks about the servant and the maid. Now, a servant and a maid were not positions of esteem. They were were not positions of authority. They, They were postures. They were positions of servitude. And that once again, the psalmist in verse one, he says, "I lift my eyes up to the one who's enthroned in the heavens, reminding himself, "This is my place. I'm not enthroned in the heavens. The Lord is the one that's enthroned in heaven." And then here in verse two, he says, "As the eyes look, watch, wait. as the servant, he's equating himself to the servant, watches the hand of the master. As the maid watching, waiting, looking, anticipating the hand of her mistress. He's reminding himself, hey, this this is my place. This is where I'm at. This is my position. I am not in a position to bargain with God. I'm not in a position to barter with God. I am in a position to serve the Lord. I am in a position to wait. I'm in a posture of humility. And here's what I want to say to you today. God does not mind you keeping your eyes on him. God does not mind it. For every parent in the room, for every grandparent in the room, if you're crossing a busy street, what do you want? You want that child right here. You want that child focused on you. You want that child holding your hand or standing as close to you as possible. You don't mind it when you're crossing a dangerous intersection, when that child is coming up close to you and staying close to you. Why? Because you're the parent. You're the grandparent. You want to protect the child. God does not mind. You're saying, God, my, my eyes are fixed on you. I'm waiting, I'm watching, I'm looking, I'm anticipating. I love this quote from Beth Moore. She, she writes this in her incredible study on the Psalms of Ascent that she did. I love this quote from Beth Moore. She says this, where we look, where we genuinely fasten our gaze amid continual life challenges has a tremendous impact on how we feel. So today, I want to challenge you to keep lifting your eyes up to the Lord, but then I also want to challenge you to keep looking towards the Lord. Keep waiting on the Lord. Don't look to the world for all your answers and all your help. Don't look to the world to to bail you out, to fix the problems, the situation that you find yourself in that you are just trying to endure. You look to the Lord. Principle number three is this, and I love this one. I wish we had more time because I've, I've, we've got Next happening this morning, and I try to step in and help with, on the back end of Next. And so we put the message up early today and kind of a limited amount of time today, so I know I'm rushing through it. But, but I wish we had more time to spend on this one because I love this one. Principle number three is this, Keep asking. Keep asking. I love this word, and I I have studied and read this passage of Scripture. I probably had the hardest time with this one of all the Psalms of Ascent. And then yesterday, this word just jumped off the page. Until. In context, it reads this way. Verse 2 says, Behold, as eyes of the servants look to the hand of the master, as eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he is gracious to us. Until he is gracious to us. The psalmist goes on in verse 3 and then verse 4. He says this, Be gracious to us, O Lord, Be gracious to us, O Lord, be gracious to us, for we are greatly filled with contempt. That's the Hebrew word for disrespect. We are greatly filled with contempt. God, we've been disrespected, and if any of you have ever had a moment in your life where you've been disrespected, man, it hurts, it cuts deep. We are greatly filled with contempt. Our soul is greatly filled with the scoffing of those who are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. And so he's saying here, God, we're going to keep lifting our eyes. We're going to keep looking towards you. And we are going to keep asking you until. And many of you have found yourself in a very similar spot in your life. Where, where a season, a circumstance, I don't know what it could even be. We could, we could sit up here and put a hundred different uh, analogies and illustrations on the board of, of what it could possibly be that has gone on in your life but you have found yourself in a spot where you just have to simply wait on God. And the good news that I want to tell you today is this, is that you can wait. You can wait on the Lord. We, we say this almost every Christmas. We've said this, this line because it's so powerful that the whole idea behind Advent and Christmas is this idea of waiting on God. And, and Louis Giglio, a pastor in, in Atlanta, says this, waiting isn't wasted when you're waiting on the Lord. And the psalmist says here, hey, we're going to keep lifting our eyes. We're going to keep looking towards you. We're going to keep asking you, God, to be gracious to us until... Until things begin to change. So in your life, what would, it, what would it be? If you could stand before God right now and you could say, God, this is the circumstance, this is the situation, this is the problem that I'm dealing with, this is the area in my life that I feel like I am, I, I, I want to change, I want this to be different, but I feel like right now I'm just enduring it. What is that area in your life that you say, God, I'm going to keep lifting my eyes, I'm going to keep looking towards you and I'm going to keep asking you to be gracious to us until, until something changes, until this relationship gets better until their heart gets soft until my boss stops being a jerk i don't know what it would be until my finances change until until whatever god we're going to keep lifting we're going to keep looking and we're going to keep asking until things are different until god you are gracious to us you know, and, and the contrast, what's so interesting about Psalm 123 versus some of the earlier psalm, Psalm 120, when we started this series, the, 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 the psalmist finds himself in a very similar spot, but his prayer is very different. He is angry, and he's telling God, God, this is exactly what I want you to do. This is how I want you to go about uh, uh, righting this wrong that has been done to me. You know what's interesting here is what what the psalmist is really praying, he's not praying a specific prayer towards his enemy. He's not praying a specific prayer towards the arrogant and the proud. He's not praying a specific prayer of action towards the ones who have done this wrong. You know what he's praying? He's praying for a prayer of endurance. God, we'll keep lifting, we'll keep looking, and we'll keep asking. Until you're gracious to us. We're not going to give up, God. We're going to trust you. We're going to be faithful, and we're going to trust you with the outcome. And so when you must endure, when you find yourself in the spot where you just must endure, I want you to keep lifting. I want you to keep looking. And I want you to keep asking until... Now, here's how I want to I close the message this morning. You think, man, that was quick. Yeah, it was. It was Maybe it's the best message you've ever heard. It was about 18 minutes right now is where, we, where we're sitting at because um, it was only 18 minutes. Maybe it was the best message. Um, here's how I want to close, and, and I don't want to bait and switch. I know because I've talked to many of you that you're here today, and you're going through some major, major life challenges. You are facing some significant issues in your personal life, in your finances, in your health, whatever it may be. You, you've got some serious issues that, that are happening in your world. And, and here's what I want to try to do today as we close. What, what I want to do is this is this psalm. It's a communal lament is what this psalm is. You see lots of they's, we, us, that type of thing in all the different translations. That's what you see. So this is a communal lament. And so as a family this morning, what I want to do is I want to have an opportunity just to pray for one another. And so, again, no bait and switch, and this could get really awkward if nobody you know, has got something going on, nobody stands up. No, I, I get it. I understand it. It takes a lot of faith and a lot of courage to do that. But if you're here today and you would say, hey, I, you don't have to name it. You don't have to say what it is. You don't have to tell anybody around you. But if you're here today and you're saying, man, I, I got a major life circumstance happening in my life. I feel like the situation I'm in, I want it to change, I need it to change, but I'm at a spot where I'm just having to simply endure it. And I want to endure it by lifting my eyes, I want to endure it by looking at the master, I want to endure it by keep asking him, I want to continue to keep asking him. But I need God to be gracious to me. What I want to ask you to do, and I'm not going to make you do anything weird. I'm not going to make you do anything funny. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to bring a microphone over and say, okay, tell everybody what's going on in your life. I'm not going to do that. But what I do want you to do is I just want you to stand. And the people that are around you, they're going to, they're going to come around you. They're going to come close to you. They're going to lay a hand on your shoulder, maybe, maybe a hand on your back. And they just we just want to have a time, just as the worship team comes here in just a minute, we just want to have a time where where they're just, they're praying for you. They're shouldering those burdens with you. So if you're here and you find yourself in that spot, and I know many of you are because I've talked to you, I just want to ask you to stand. I just want to ask you to stand. Yeah, Harold and Rita right there in the back. If anybody else finds themselves in a similar spot, I'm just going to invite you to stand too as as the worship team goes ahead and comes on up. And what I want you to do is the, as the team begins to lead us in this next song, and you may be here and you're like, man, I, I can't do it with the lights all up. You know, We'll bring the lights down a little bit. And then if you, if you decide, hey, I, I want to stand. I, I, I need some prayer. I, I, need, I need some folks together around me. And some folks can come around you and pray over you as well. But as the team comes this morning and begins to lead us, begins to lead us in this next time, and then we're going to take the Lord's Supper in a few minutes, let's just pray for one another. Let's carry one another's burdens. Let's keep lifting, let's keep looking, and let's keep asking. Let's pray together. Father, you are so good. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the way that you love us. And I pray for every single person here this morning. I pray that you would would comfort them in their need, I pray for every single person here this morning that you would comfort them in their despair. I pray that you would remind them that you are here for them, that you are for them, that you are not against them. And I pray for every single person here that you would give them the strength and the courage to keep lifting their eyes to keep looking in the way, in the direction of the master. And that you would give him the courage to keep asking to not give up when it feels like it would be so easy to give up. We love you. We bless you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.